Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, here's a question for you. What's the difference between transformation and reform? One is not a synonym for the other. Transformation, change or alter something significantly involving a complete or substantial shift in form, nature or character, a fundamental change in the way that something is structured, organised or perceived. Reform, making changes to improve or amend a system, process, institution or practice, modifying or refining an existing structure or approach without completely discarding it. Well, the upshot in a word or two, transformation is significant and often radical change in form, nature or character and reform is making improvements or modifications to an existing system. Why bother? Well, <laughs> clarity of thought is something I'd come to expect from former Prime Minister Tony Blair. I know he's filed under Marmite. Well, I like Marmite and I like him. Aside from the illegal war that he's forever tagged with, he did something that moved him to the top of my list of politicians that I admire. You will know it is a very short list. <laughs> I admired the decision he took, and more important, saw through in the face of huge opposition from vested interests. He took a lot of flack, but did it because it was the right thing to do. He introduced laws to ban smoking in the workplace. Now, that was a very clever piece of legislation that didn't stop people smoking. They just couldn't do it at work. <laughs> that meant as bus drivers are at work, passengers couldn't smoke. Waiters are at work, ergo diners couldn't puff a Havana with their courvoisier. Nurses at work put an end to the argy-bargy over smoking in hospitals and office workers soon gave up huddling, sheltering from the wind and rain, having a fag. All very clever. The results improved air quality, a catalyst to quit, a dramatic decline in smoking, neutral impact on the economy actually. Some places saw a short-term decline in revenue and others attracted more non-smoking customers and a shift in attitudes towards smoking. The tobacco industry mounted a ferocious attack and, the, and they demanded the right to keep killing people if that's what people wanted. <laughs> Blair stuck to his guns. Since I've followed and admired his work at the Blair Foundation, as it's called. Hence, it was with eager anticipation that I read his latest. It's called Fit for the Future, a modern and sustainable NHS providing accessible and personalised care for all. Oh, dear. If it were a car, it would be a DeLorean. As the Duchess used to say, all fur coat and no drawers. It proves you can roll a cowpat in glitter, but it's still a cowpat. Blair muddles transform with reform. He espouses a two-tier system, co-payments and all the rest, and still enthuses, enthuses over equity of access. He gushes about a digital future for the NHS app, which is already underway, Tony. He rhapsodizes the use of cloud technology. The NHS is doing it, Tony is lyrical in support of access to the healthcare market for private providers. Tony, the NHS has more contracts with the private sector than even before COVID. And he harks back fondly 
to his 2000, year 2000 NHS plan and Alan Milburn, his health secretary's market concept demanding more choice, competition and carving out discrete operations like cataracts and hips, which I recall added cost to the system and did nothing for quality. There is a ray of hope that Blair hasn't gone entirely bonkers. He talks about, quote, genomic medicine service, which, which should be taken out of the backwards of the NHS, turned into a full-fledged part of the system with the aim of providing whole genomic sequencing, well, actually for everyone. I don't know where the genomic gang live or what they do, but it sounds like a good idea. Blair's bright boys and girls fall into the trap all the think tanks fall into. They don't think. Or worse, they overthink. If they thought about why the NHS is in a mess, they'd think about the damage that austerity policies do to public services. How governments, without a workforce plan or a cohesive industrial relations policy, destroy morale and workflow. Seduced by technology, they overthink it, when the less glamorous option of getting the basics right is all that's needed. They talk about artificial intelligence when some basic human thinking about how to treat people, develop them and make the workplace challenging, stimulating and, dare I say, joyful are transformations and reforms beyond their understanding. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> this has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Thanks for